I am done with the lack of commitment, the messing around. To me, it's usually when it gets hazy that I have to start applying this because your brain wants that hit again. It wants to know that they haven't found someone else, that they're not that busy and that there's still that opportunity for you to get back with them. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantel Dyson, a love and life coach for singles that are trying to bring love into their lives, whether it's through self-love to build their confidence or through love of others, both their friends and in a romantic aspect when they want to get back to dating and do it properly and without wasting time or getting hurt. This podcast will help you get through in terms of building up your single life confidence, of learning what love and relationships really look like, and how to live a fulfilled single life, even without a relationship or any kind of dating if you don't want to. Now, today's episode is going on to one of my favorite tools that exist within the dating, heartbreak, love realm of things, and that is the no contact rule if you haven't heard of it before. The no contact rule is the concept that when you end a relationship or any kind of romantic opportunity with someone, you basically go cold turkey on them and you carry out a no contact period. Now, there are some different people online that state different lengths of time. The minimum, I would say, has to be 21 days. It has to be three weeks of no contact. Beyond that, it might be 30 days, it might turn into 90 days, and some people say that it would be something that you continue to do and you do not resume contact with someone after that point. Now, I will talk about the length of time and why we think it's important. Firstly, though, I'm not going to sell this to you as a gimmick. The idea that this would be something that attracts someone back in, I don't love. To me, within the dating realm, I don't love things that feel a little bit game like you're playing a game you're trying to manipulate someone to come back I have read that I've looked at it and for me the idea of that whilst it might work for some people when I have been in those situations and that kind of content has come up for me I've been like I don't like that internally in my tummy I feel misaligned with the fact that I'm doing something with this intention of getting someone to behave in a way that brings someone back to me like I don't want to bring someone back to me if they don't want to be there. A little bit like manifesting. I think you can manifest your life. I don't know if you can manifest people per se, because I feel like people have free choice. And other people that really believe in those kind of concepts, I'm sure can go into a more deep understanding of why they believe that and that if that person was going to come back, then they would and etc. But for me, anything that feels a little bit ooh, manipulative in some way, and it's not, you know, explicit, you're not forcing anyone to do something that they don't want to do. But I don't love it. Though I appreciate there might be some psychology to creating distance a little bit in the sense of distance makes the heart grow stronger sort of thing. You realise what you've missed. And distance in a relationship, early stage dating or long term, can be useful for people gaining perspective. And that's fine if that's what you decide, but you say, I need to go no contact in that time. But if you're doing it as a tool to bring them back to you, I'm not for it. The reason that I look to the no contact rule as a tool that I want to share with you and that I would advocate for is more so for the instances where you haven't even been dating this guy. Not really. Like you've not even been with this guy for a long time. It might even be that you've just been chatting for a bit and maybe you've had one or two dates if you count that as dating per se. But this is an early stage situation where you are now distraught that they have ended something and your reaction 
internally, you know if you're honest with yourself, seems disproportional. You were not with this person for six months, 18 months, a year, anything like that. You have just been speaking to this guy. You got on quite well. Things seem to be going well. And we're talking that you're probably around the four, six, eight, 12 week mark at longest. But the idea that they have ended something has sent you into an oblivion and you can't understand why you're so distraught and so upset about it. And this to me is where the no contact rule really speaks for itself in why it's valuable. But I will explain why it's so useful to you in this scenario. It's for the time in which you feel like you're overreacting and you need to cut that behaviour out. No BS, we're not going to mess around. We aren't going to let someone that's only been talking to us for a few weeks literally ruin the next few weeks of our lives by being so upset. Now, you are entitled to be upset. But one of the ways that you can cope with that is because the situation is uncontrollable, i.e. they're not coming back, they're not changing their minds, they've told you, look, I just don't really get that vibe. I think we're on different pages and you were really hopeful. Maybe it was the first kind of first date or date that got to like two or three dates for a long time. And so you started to think optimistically. You started to run with that idea. This is where the no contact rule will help overcome all of those really giddy feelings you've had because of all the hormones that are coming up in your body. You've had a few dopamine hits that have come in. Essentially, you're a little bit like an addict. You're an addict of love and we have to cut that. And one of the most effective ways to that is going to be going cold turkey on it. And that's where the no contact rule is basically the same thing. And I have used it, whether I've tried explicitly and failed. I often follow the intuition in my body. And you can take this advice, you can listen to this idea, and some people will absolutely stick to it. And you should try to. I absolutely have done it and have tried to within certain circumstances. There will be certain circumstances where you'll be told not to break it. And it's down to you if you decide that that's right for you. I'm not going to say anything is black and white that you should do this or shouldn't do this at these points. Any tool you find on the internet, rest assured, it's up to you if you want to apply it. And it's up to you how well you follow the rules of what people suggest and what works for you. Ultimately, if you do it and then you end up getting hurt more, you will learn from that experience of the fact that I should have just done what it said and absolutely not text them again. Or I I shouldn't have tried to stay friends with them. All these things that are going to come up for you over the next few weeks, if you're in this kind of moment of turmoil and you don't know what to do, you're trying to do no contact, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested and you will fail sometimes. I have failed a number of times in trying to do it, but you start again, you get back on. Other times I've done it because I got to a point where I said, enough is enough. I'm not going to be messed around anymore. And I knew I had to execute it. It was very much a, I'm not contacting you anymore. If you try to contact me or get in touch with me, or you like something on my stories, I'm not prompting a conversation with you. The only interaction I will accept is if we're looking to resume that romantic connection. And over time, you get to a point where you go, I don't even care for this person coming back anymore. Like it matters to you right now if you're going through that experience or it's quite new, you really would like them to reach out. You'd really like the idea of reconciliation, of trying again, of giving it another shot. In a few weeks time, and that is really all it takes, you'll be like, I don't even know why I was stressing over this. What a donut. Like this guy is not even, clearly not even interested in me. And I was bothered. You'll you'll almost feel a little bit of embarrassment. Like, why? And I always notice this enough is enough point. Like I am done 
with the lack of commitment, the messing around. To me, it's usually when it gets hazy that I have to start applying this. And my enough is enough point comes up and I'm like, I don't want to know anymore. I'm not interested in your hot, cold, on, off flirtation. Is this something or isn't it? And if they're not giving that clarity, I will take a step back and remove myself and change that dynamic in some way. After the idea of dating and a relationship, it is tricky because your body has got used to interacting with this person. If you're anything like me when you date, you've been talking to them every day in some way, be it just on messages. But every time that person messages you or every time you see their name pop up on the screen, like that's a little mini dopamine hit. It's the same as what you get when you're scrolling in social media and you get likes coming through. I have to be very careful in my job when I'm running social media accounts not to read into those likes too much. It's more about how effective, what's the impact of this content? I have to focus away because a like on a post and the number of views going up can be so exciting. And it's the same as when then somebody sends us a message, someone that we have now put a status towards. We've put them on a pedestal. We're saying, oh, the messages from them are worth so much more. We have to be careful. Now, this is part of the fun of dating. We like this experience, but I feel like for every high, there is an equal low and we have to be careful with this and managing, is it just those fleeting feelings of love, the idea of obsession, attachment being triggered, or is it really a deep sense of love being formed? Now, based on what's happened, it probably isn't going to lead to the deep sense of love that was being formed, but you are stuck with the obsession part with the dopamine hits with the bits that are making you feel giddy so the challenge then is of committing to the 21 days minimum for no contact rule but then the challenges that you're going to face within that because you are going to be tempted to reach out to this guy you're going to be tempted to check in you're going to want to find out what they're up to you're going to want to know because you're brain wants that hit again. It wants to know that they haven't found someone else, that they're not that busy, that they're not seeing somebody else, that they're not in a relationship with someone else, that there wasn't anybody else on the scene and that there's still that opportunity for you to get back with them. But the minute you start to check on them, then you're starting to revolve down. You are getting that dopamine hit in another way. So it's worth being aware of that. Now, if you ended it, you might start second guessing your decision. Most of the time, this is when you're on the receiving end. But it's useful to know that if you have initiated this ending, that you've said no thanks, that you, you're you very clear with them. To be fair to them, it's useful in any relationship to have clear boundaries. And when you say, look, this is over, it's useful to just wrap it up with where I'm I was looking for someone to be a romantic partner with and I'm just not finding it's you. You were lovely to meet and chat for this time, but I think we need to leave it there. And on the reverse side, and this is where it's useful for you to understand, like you might go, oh, but can we stay friends? And guilty of that one a hundred times over. And sometimes I think it can work. There have been times where I felt that there could be a success for friendship. Sometimes that has worked and sometimes it hasn't based on the other person's level of interest. But it comes back to this blurriness. You have to be careful of what does it mean to be friends? And then if you're really trying to break somebody else's pattern of having that dopamine hit, then you've got to end it for their sake to to not be the nice guy, unfortunately. So on the receiving end, you will want to try and stay friends with that guy. But that's not doing you justice because that is leaving you in this state of limbo. You will read into the things that he says to you and you'll go, oh, but like, did he mean something by that? Maybe he wants to go out. And when he potentially innocently suggests going out on a friend date, you read into it as a date date. Oh, no, we're not going to do stuff like that. This is where we have to be careful in this next period of moving into the no contact period. And these are the challenges that you're going to face. 
Now, if it's a longer term relationship that's ended, this no contact rule can still work. And I would still say it should apply. You might be able to resume a friendship later. But this is all for like the initial instance of the heartbreak that comes, whether it's short or long. But that shock to the system of the worry, the fear, everything that's coming up for you. And you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with my life? Now, for those that have experienced a slightly longer experience, and even then on a short term, you might have imaginarily done this, but you start to romanticize the past. Or for those in short terms, it was romanticizing the future. But romanticizing the past, you're looking at all the best bits. You're overlooking some of the things that were going wrong. And it's very hard when someone's ended it with you, or even if you've ended it, to just see all the good bits. It's what makes you potentially second guess. It makes you reconsider. And it's worth looking at that and evaluating that. But to reach out to them when you're feeling that way, or that's a dangerous place to be in. So being careful of and how to get through that is what I'm going to go on to next. So with all of these different pressures, you are trying to separate yourself from the relationship, from them, and you're coming back to yourself as now a single, or you were hopeful that something was going to happen and it hasn't, and you are still single. Now, during the time of no contact, you will feel those urges, you'll feel the urge to try and convince them to try again. You might want to reach out and reminisce on the past experiences of like, oh, but don't you remember our first date? Like, I thought everything was going well. We said we would travel together. Like, why don't you want that anymore? So many of you are going to justify it and say, but they didn't give me closure. It is not their job to give you closure. Because if they have said a few things, given a couple of explanations, particularly with an early stage dating scenario, they don't need to give you much more closure than saying, look, it's not working for me. I agree that they should have a conversation with you at the end. It probably doesn't need to be much longer than an hour. Because once they've said a few pieces that they don't see the compatibility, that they don't want to pursue something with you, it's just learning to accept it. But some of you will want to reach out for more closure, more understanding. Why this? Why that? And from my experiences of leaving a long-term relationship, I can't even tell you that I didn't know all the reasons myself back then. I didn't understand myself to know what to say. So I gave... I gave some answers when we had a chat once, but they were pretty naff, all things considered now. They were very vague because I really hadn't had the time to work it out for myself. I just knew internally something was wrong and that it wasn't right. And that was the best I had. Is that going to give you closure? And also sometimes we use this idea of closure because we just want to delay it. We feel like if we get more answers, we'll feel less and we'll feel okay with it more. And it just leaves you in this state of not really accepting what they've said. And we need to move past that. So when you're first starting that no contact rule, you need to cut off all contact. And I mean all contact. If they are prone to messaging you, then you need to not message them back. And it would be fair to communicate that to them. To say, look, I know we said about staying friends, but at the moment... I'm still going through the experience of now not dating you or not the idea of being with you anymore. And I need space. I'll let you know if I ever want to be in touch again. You don't tell them you're doing a three week no contact period. You're not telling them that you'll necessarily get in touch with them very soon. You're potentially saying you could be friends in the future if you really want to. But that's it. At the next stage... You need to then get rid of them on all social media platforms. Now, some people would go as far as to blocking someone on their phone. This is entirely a personal choice. This comes down to the fact that, are they going to contact you? And if so, are you going to be able to stand your ground? But the other side of it, 
is can you prevent yourself from messaging them? So once I've hit my point and I felt like I've got the clarity from the initial conversations that I've had, generally speaking, I'm not one to reach out. Once I really see the imbalance of energy, I'm done. And I'm trying to think now if I've really reached out to anyone. In the kind of mini limbo stage where you're kind of working out or feeling like someone might still be interested, like you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? You want to give them one message. I'll message. And that doesn't bother me too much. Once I've made my decision as to what I expect and the behavior that I'm looking to get from someone, after that, there's no way. I've got I've got plenty of numbers on my phone, all with the word hinge, bumble, etc. at the end of them. And I don't feel the need to contact them. I only think one or two are blocked just because of some behavior, whether it was odd, creepy, or something that made me feel uncomfortable, that they're blocked. But otherwise, no, I don't worry too much. Social media... I don't even let people have my social media during dating. Like, it's very rare. There are two occasions I can think of where people were on my social media. One was very random, and that's because they had found me, and I was like, "Um, if you really want. But the minute they then sort of realised that we weren't really compatible, they very much wanted a family and wanted children soon. And I was like, if I do, it's not now. I removed them from my social media. To me, my social media is precious. That is the behind the scenes of my life. That is how you get to see parts of my life without me having to tell you about it. And I don't mean my public social media, couldn't care less about what people see on that, that's different. I'm talking about my, the literal behind the scenes of my life. It's not that busy, actually, it's busier on my public channels. But when I do share something on that and all the posts that are there, which goes back to 2012, I'm giving away a lot of information about myself. So I don't feel like people need to be on there initially during dating. And as I say, I've only got to a stage with two people, now three actually, now I think about it, that have been able to have access to my Instagram. The other person was someone that I was dating. It wasn't that long, but we had said we were kind of more exclusively looking at things or at least committed to one another. And then thirdly, it's the one person that I'm seeing now. Otherwise, it takes me a while. I'm not interested in your social media. I don't want them to be interested in mine. But sometimes that's how people move. When they move from the dating app, they move to social media. In this instance, though, you need to get rid of them. If they're there, get rid of them. Because what are you going to spend your time doing during this no contact period? Looking through their stories, scrolling through their posts, tracking who that they've got on their following or followers list to see if there's any potential people that were coming in that they might be dating. And you'll also be checking to see if they looked at your story. And you're trying to work out how the lists work. Does it mean that they looked at it quickly if they're at the top of my list? Does it mean that they like following me? Like, no, you are giving all of this energy away to someone else. So we're getting rid of them on social media. We are potentially blocking their number if we feel we can't get over the temptation. And we are stopping contact. Now, if you do leave a channel open... You are not going to text that. You're not going to message. You're not going to be the one to put any outward energy. If they text you, then it is down to you to hold the boundary. You are only interested in this person if they want a romantic connection with you. Side note, if you know if you work with them a little bit different, if they're in a wider social circle and they genuinely have a reason to message you about organising something, not just a general catch-up, like a purposeful, intentional reason to message that isn't going to go beyond what it's about and the same for work for that reason as well, that's fine. That You just have to live with that scenario. But if this person literally only came into your life pretty much because you were dating, no reason to talk. No reason to say, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, thanks. 
are you interested in resuming a relationship? I know it doesn't have to be as blunt as that, but you need to get to that topic within the first message. You re-establish that boundary and you say, you will need to be a little bit bold with it. You can be friendly. Hey, I'm doing great, thanks. I take it that you've thought about us getting back together or dating again, whichever word makes sense, and that's why you've reached out. Question mark. Just getting to the point and not beating around the bush will give you no uncertainty. You're not going to then message back and go, yeah, I'm great, thanks. How are you? And they say, yeah, I've been doing this. What have you been up to at the weekend? And you reply and you have this full on conversation thinking that they're trying to build up to maybe asking you something again and then nothing happens. You want to get to the point, to the clarity of expectation of what you know you can accept in terms of this conversation. Because in the first three weeks to four weeks, five weeks, you are not trying to be friends with them. You are just trying to establish no contact with them. Now, alongside executing those things, you're going to feel the temptation, the emotions coming back up, the reminiscing of the past, the hope for the future. All of those different things are going to come up and they're the things that are going to tempt you back into messaging this person. And this is where you need to be clever. You need to have a support network that you can call upon. So when that feeling comes up, instead of going to your phone to message them, you message your friend. You share a meme with them that was funny that you were going to try and send to that guy. You were going to text a couple of friends and ask them how their day is. You might even pick up the phone and call some of them. Instead of trying to connect with someone that has demonstrated that they don't have an interest in connecting with you in the way that you wanted, you're going to use this opportunity to connect with people that are already in your life, have proven to be there for a little while, that are good friends of yours, that you now have a little bit more time and attention of deepening the relationship with. All it takes is reaching out to them. They don't have to know anything about this no contact rule unless you want them to, but they can be there for you as someone else to talk to. Reach out to them and say, hey, how did that job interview go? Oh, how are you doing at work at the moment? I know you said it was tough. Oh, how did the house move go? Oh, how did the decorating go? I'm trying to think of all the topics that I might send one of my friends there about what's going on. And try and be specific as opposed to, hey, how's it going? Very general. Hopefully you have some idea what's going on in your friend's lives. Suggest meeting up. But in some way you need to keep yourself active and busy when you are feeling the urge. Now you're feeling the urge because you want the dopamine hit of attention, of getting a response and that hope coming back. Redirect that onto somebody else, onto the people that want to be there and start understanding that messages from your friends are valuable and having someone there in the stable sense is lovely. This is why new relationships always feel more exciting than any other connection in our life because long-term relationships are pretty boring too. Over time, they lose all the dopamine hits, your brain gets used to them and it becomes more companionate than it does all this passionate, high hormone, slightly obsessed feeling of love that we see in the movies and think is normal over time with the companionate love. And it's something that we undervalue, companionship, friendship, sharing things with one another daily, the mundane stuff. So do that with your friends, do that with your family and also make sure you don't have too much time that's open. Nothing worse for a single person with a whole Saturday or Sunday without any plans. Whether they're plans with others or plans on your own, keep yourself busy. Maybe it is a full tidy up of your house, but you have got to have something that's going to mentally distract you and stimulate you and give you something to do other than watching TV and scrolling social media and all of a sudden you come off the social media app and you're on to WhatsApp and you're typing out a message to them. No, we have got to avoid that as much as possible. 
Now, one other thing that I really like to do during these sections is to have a 21 day no contact rule habit tracker. And you know what? I'm going to create one for this exact reason so that you can hit the link in the description and grab it. What you do is you have it visually. I've used this wall, hence why I'm literally turning to this wall for those that are watching on YouTube, turning to the wall. And I've had a little picture there of crossing it off. Honestly, it looks horrendous when you first start because you're like, I don't know if I can get through this. But the mentality that I use is one, it's there, you get to cross it off and see it happening, which James Clear, Atomic Habits would love, habit tracking, absolutely. But the mentality to go with it would be, I've got through one day, I can get through two. And once you get through two, you can do that again and then you'll be through four. And once you've done four, you've done eight, eight, 16, 16, 32, and you have done 30 days before you even know it. It's all about building it up. It's about having a visual way to track what you're doing. And that way you can see your progress on a daily basis, the cross you feel, that satisfaction that you get as you cross it off. And if you really want to go further, then do tell a friend what you're doing. Have a friend check in on you daily, every other day to say you haven't messaged him, have you? And every time you feel the urge, get them to consent and say it's okay for you to message them. And they hopefully will be able to encourage you and cheer you through. It's even better if you've got a couple of people because... One person might feel like it's a bit too much depending on how much you were texting them and how much you're feeling like you want to talk to them. But ultimately, a couple of different tools, habit ideas that are going to allow you to cut this off and hopefully do those 21 days with success. Now, the other thing you might be thinking is, should I be dating during this? If it's a long-term relationship that you're following up with a no-contact rule, no, you need to be separate from dating as well and using dating to distract the really deep core feelings you have is a bit of a problem. When it comes to short term, it's kind of up to you. If you're that emotionally stirred by it, if you really are crying and upset about someone that you didn't date for a long time, then working on that attachment that's been triggered, the understanding of what these feelings really are, where they're coming from, is important to work on. I would suggest taking a break from dating. If it's purely that you just don't have willpower then you can date alongside whilst not messaging that other person. But it's definitely worth just taking a breather, even if it's not for the full 21 days, let's say the first week or so, just giving yourself a breather, get over the fact that you got excited about someone and that hasn't worked out and give yourself space to process rather than distracting with someone else. We're so good at distracting. And whilst I say keep busy, we're trying to keep you distracted from somebody else, but we're not trying to jump into something else that's going to make you feel better. What we're trying to do with the no contact period is one, separate yourself from that person and all those hormones. And two, we're trying to reestablish your sense of self. You're going to do things for yourself. You're going to tidy the house. You're going to focus your energy on fitness and food. You're going to make sure you're getting to the gym because you gave that up when you were dating because you got so caught up in it. You're going to reconnect with friends and family members and actually spend some time with them because you sidelined them a little bit when you started to date again. You're going to reestablish all of the foundations that you need in single life to be able to make sure that you remember who you are and that this one person that has said, I don't want to date you, is not going to ruin your life. It's part of the dating process. It doesn't say anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about you. You still have a life. You still have an identity that you can live on with as you go through. Now, at the end of that no contact period, it's up to you if you really did want to get back in touch again. This is not, as I say, something to go, I've given them space and they're going to come back to me. By the end of the 21 days, much like I do, 
I kind of got to the point where I don't want to know anymore. I'm not interested in messaging that person because they didn't show me anything before that. They've gone three weeks and I haven't spoken to them, nor have they showed a romantic interest. Maybe they did reach out once, but it was just to catch up. It was pleasantry. It wasn't because they wanted a relationship with me. You can contemplate at that time if you want to reach out and be friends, if you feel you genuinely could. If you really, truly believe that you could be friends with them and that you do not see them in a romantic or sexual way, then by all means do it. But we're not going to fall into a friends with benefits situation. That's a danger zone, whether that's during the no contact period or after. We are not going to set ourselves at that standard. If you need satisfaction in other ways, you're not going to do it with someone that you became romantically entangled with. You're going to find someone that's separate to that and that that's all that you found them for. You're not going to risk emotionally entangling yourself with somebody because of that need that you have. You're not going to let someone take advantage of the fact that you really like them romantically and you're just going to kind of use this friends with benefits ploy to be involved with them still and stay hopeful. If you feel you can stay friends with them, then by all means, feel free to reach out to them. And internally, you'll know, be honest with yourself. You don't have to be honest with me. You don't have to be honest with anyone else. Be honest with yourself. Have that level of respect for yourself to go, I know, I know deep down that I don't really want a friendship with this person. I'm just hoping that, you know, if we can be friends, it would turn into something else. But that's always recipe for disaster. If you genuinely can't separate from it, then you're always going to be hoping that something they say or do means something. And the minute that they find somebody else to be with, it will hurt all over again. And you have to go through it. You've done three weeks. Stick with it now go through, keep establishing your life. And if you haven't been really looking at them on social media because they're not there and you haven't been in touch with them, you've hopefully realised that you don't need them in your life. You're able to do plenty of things. You're getting on. And that person doesn't matter anymore. This is all part of the no BS approach to dating. We do not accept poor offers from guys that just want to get into our beds after they've realised that they don't really want a relationship, but they'd love to stay in touch for the benefits that they get of it. Friends with benefits does not always benefit both parties. So the no contact rule, make sure that you go out there and establish it. But if you want to take that even deeper, then you can download the no BS dating guide so that you can date with confidence. So you don't get yourselves into these situations. So you can practice applying the no contact period when it comes up. If someone is telling us they don't want to be with us, that's it. We're going to apply this and we're not giving them any energy other than if they want to get back with us properly, not in a half hearted way. Grab the No BS Dating Guide in the description to learn how you can approach that in your dating life and go out there with success. Let me know if you give the 21 day no contact period a try. See how you get on. Let me know if you do it a little bit longer. Let me know any of the challenges you're facing. I would love to hear how you are getting on with that. It's tough. It's tough. Don't forget I'll also link the tracker so that you'll be able to track your progress through those 21 days and hopefully that will help you get through it as well let me know drop me an email message me on instagram to see how you're getting on and until next time everybody keep celebrating single life together